Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation, right? What if something is preventing Bitcoin from behaving like it should with regard to inflation? Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and in this video, we are going to explore how Bitcoin's price is responding to news about inflation and how we can use this information to make better investment decisions. This video is sponsored by NordVPN, and we will learn more about them in just a bit. Awesome. Let's explore whether or not Bitcoin is indeed the inflation hedge it was designed to become. What is inflation? It's important to understand that there are three different definitions of inflation. One, inflation can refer to an increase in prices of goods and services associated with the cost of living due to a decrease in the purchasing power of money. Two, inflation can refer to increases in prices of goods and services due to other factors like supply and demand or supply chain issues. And three, inflation can refer to a built-in increase of the supply of something or a relationship like when prices of goods and services increase, usually wages increase to maintain living costs. Right now, we are experiencing all three definitions of inflation. Prices of goods and services are increasing due to the massive amount of money printing the U.S. Federal Reserve has done since the start of the pandemic. And this increase in things associated with the cost of living can be tracked using the Consumer Price Index. What is the Consumer Price Index? The CPI, or Consumer Price Index, is a list of goods and services that the U.S. government uses to gauge inflation rates or the increase in their prices. You can see it includes food, energy, clothes, cars, alcohol, tobacco, rent, medical care, and transportation. So the Consumer Price Index tracks inflation of the costs of goods and services most people in the population need to spend money on in order to live. Prices of goods and services unrelated to cost of living are also experiencing inflation due to demand for certain things exceeding supply or production capacity, due to supply chain issues, labor shortages, and people out sick with COVID. A shortage of computer chips from both demand and lack of production has caused their prices to skyrocket, and as a byproduct, caused the prices of used cars to increase due to increased demand and a shrinking supply. And finally, we're experiencing the type of inflation associated with relationships between things like increases in cost of living, causing increases in wages in some circumstances. Unfortunately, in recent times, wage increases are more of a product of a shortage of labor and workers than inflation alone. And interestingly enough, in the case of Bitcoin, its creator, that goes by the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto, programmed a built-in inflation mechanism into Bitcoin's protocol. Satoshi programmed into Bitcoin a maximum supply. So the total number of Bitcoin that can ever exist is 21 million units. This 21 million unit maximum was established to mirror gold's stable inflation rate. Currently about 18 million Bitcoin are in circulation of the 21 million total supply. And new Bitcoin are minted into circulation during the mining process when new blocks are verified. So the amount of Bitcoin entering into circulation at the time of this video is 6.25 Bitcoin per block. Another characteristic Satoshi programmed into Bitcoin are what's called halving events. What is a halving? Having refers to the reduction in Bitcoin block rewards issued to miners by half. Block rewards have every 210,000th block, which on average turns out to be approximately every four years. May of 2020 was the most recent halving, which decreased the block reward from 12.5 Bitcoin to the current rate of 6.25 Bitcoin. So at the time of this video, about 900 new Bitcoin enter into circulation every day until the next halving event, making the annual inflation rate 1.8%. The advantage of having a fixed supply 
is that Bitcoin's inflation rate will eventually reach zero once the last Bitcoin has been mined. And the last Bitcoin will be mined in the year 2140, which is about 120 years from now. A fixed supply and high demand creates scarcity, which typically increases the value of assets like gold and can be expected to play out in the case of Bitcoin as well, based on its performance in past halving events. The US dollar, on the other hand, does not have a fixed supply. So at any time, the government can print more fiat, which they have been doing quite a lot recently. Nice. So we can see how Bitcoin was created to be a hedge against inflation and how throughout its existence over the past decade, it has successfully done so in the long term. But what about the more recent short term? Let's explore how Bitcoin's price has been behaving in relation to inflation data. First, I want to share with you some information about the sponsor for this video, NordVPN. And just to let you guys know, I've actually personally been using NordVPN as my preferred VPN or virtual private network provider well before I even started this YouTube channel. As a crypto investor, using a VPN is an easy, effective, and important way we can further protect ourselves and our investments. What is a VPN? VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, which is just a service that allows you to connect to public networks like Wi-Fi through an encrypted tunnel that protects your privacy while online. VPNs prevent people, companies, etc. from watching and tracking your online activity. As a crypto investor, using VPNs can protect you while you're connected to public networks, as some hackers have ways to steal your data when connected to public networks. So my personal favorite VPN provider is NordVPN. And if you use the link in the description area of this video, NordVPN is offering for a limited amount of time, their two-year plan at a 70% discount with one month completely free so you can try it out. This works out to about $3.70 per month, the price of a coffee, with benefits of protecting your privacy and more importantly, your crypto investments. It's extremely easy to set up and very user-friendly, which is great whether you are a new or experienced person in technology. You can pay for NordVPN services in both fiat or cryptocurrency. And on this comparison chart, you can see how NordVPN is superior in connection speed and the number of servers they use. They have verified no-log policies and great live chat customer service. So use the link in the description area to check them out. Cool, back to Bitcoin. Let's explore how Bitcoin has not exactly been behaving as an inflation hedge in the short term and why. Back on November 30th, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell mentioned that the Federal Reserve was going to accelerate the pace of the tapering of quantitative easing. What is quantitative easing? Quantitative easing is just a fancy financial policy term that refers to increasing the amount of money in circulation. So increasing the supply of money in the economy. So when they start to taper quantitative easing, it basically means that the Federal Reserve is going to decrease the amount of money they are printing into circulation. And since most of the money the Federal Reserve injected into the economy went to their big corporate cronies, this means that there will be less money and less liquidity going to these big corporate cronies soon and faster than they anticipated. What happened next? Riskier assets in the traditional markets like tech and software had a major sell-off. Guess what else did? That's right, cryptocurrencies. So when considering this, while also looking back at Bitcoin's price movements last April and May of 2021, we can see that the peak of Bitcoin's price happened when CPI, or Consumer Price Index, inflation reports were released. And following high inflation ratings from the reports, Bitcoin and the rest of crypto trended downward. So if Bitcoin in particular is supposed to be a hedge against inflation, why does its price slump in response to high inflation reports? 
Well, unfortunately, it has to do with Wall Street and all of our politicians and regulators, corporate cronies. In recent years, institutional investors now make up over 70% of all the crypto market's trading activity, meaning that over 70% of all the active buying, selling, and trading of cryptocurrency is done by big institutional investors. And at the end of the day, all of us hodlers that keep our crypto off of exchanges to secure for long-term in our own personal wallets do not have any effect on crypto's price. Since price is determined by supply and demand, the people and entities that actively trade the market determine the price. And yes, you would think that all the Bitcoin we are hodling off exchanges would greatly decrease the available supply of Bitcoin and crypto available to be traded in the market, which would cause the price to increase due to the increasing demand. But these big corporate cronies and institutional investors are actually suppressing its price from one, their trading activity, and two, by creating an artificially higher supply of crypto to meet real demand. To learn more about how this works, check out my video guide for beginners by clicking on the link above. So since institutional investors make the majority of the trades happening in the crypto markets, and since higher inflation equals less free money they can play with, and Jerome Powell announcing that the process of decreasing the amount of free money is going to happen faster than originally anticipated, we can clearly see that institutional investors are treating crypto in the same way they treat high-risk tech and software stocks, instead of as an inflation hedge. They've enjoyed massive amounts of free money and unlimited liquidity from the Federal Reserve for the past couple years now. However, the more inflation we have, the less money institutional investors are going to have to invest. So in anticipation of having less money to invest, they are selling off what they deem to be riskier assets, which they've categorized crypto in. Bitcoin and crypto was created to be a retail asset for people like us. However, it has been corrupted by mainstream financial markets. This means that crypto price action will absolutely correlate with what the Federal Reserve does, traditional stock market movements, and more closely mirror tech stocks in particular, rather than act as a real inflation hedge within the economy. Brilliant. So how can we use this information to make better investment decisions as crypto investors? Well, instead of scouring maniacally for the next 100x or 1000x gym, we need to change our strategy and hit the books. If crypto is going to respond to institutional sentiment and actions, we need to learn about and focus on what they use to make their own investment decisions. This includes interest rates, bond purchases, CPI reports, jobs reports, upcoming elections, quarterly reports, dovish, hawkish, quantitative easing, quantitative tightening, options expiry, and all the other boring reasons why most people don't find finance and economics interesting. So if you got into crypto because you want to make money, well, now that traditional finance is here and manipulating its price using traditional investment strategies, you'll need to learn more than just TA and how to find gems. We need to learn about money, finance, economics, government, Wall Street, geopolitics, psychology, an absolute gamut of varied disciplines. And if you're here, you're already ahead of the game. The key is to stay curious, stay positive, learn bit by bit every day, and stay connected to content like this channel and other reputable educational creators throughout this journey. And if you haven't already, check out some of these guides that will help you get your head in the game for this amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity we have to generate wealth with this new and exciting technology by clicking on the links above. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like this video and subscribe to my channel for more crypto content. So what do you think about Bitcoin's price behavior? Are you surprised institutional investors have swooped in and taken control? Or was it just a matter of time? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.